0: Welcome to This Week in Astrology. This is episode number 530 for April 20 through 26, 2020. Welcome to This Week in Astrology, deepening your astrological wisdom since 2007. I'm now simultaneously recording my weekly forecast as an audio podcast and a video. I go straight through with no editing afterwards, so you get the real me, raw, and unpolished. In fact, speaking of unpolished, I'm just going to make sure everything is what it's supposed to be doing. It looks good. Yay. And uh, for those of you on the audio podcast, I may make some references to the video here, so bear with me. So thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Benjamin Bernstein, broadcasting from ThisWeekInAstrology.com. You can read my forecasts online and see my chart graphics for things like lunations and aspect patterns, either by watching the video. This is the first time I've included those on the video. I'm playing with a new setup here. By going to astroshaman.com, if you want to see them on my blog, click blog on the menu bar, then choose the astrology forecast category. And please rate this wherever you're hearing or watching it so that others like you can find it. What's old as we come into this week? We've got a waning moon and a continuing grand trine with Venus, Mars, Juno, and Vesta. That'll keep running through April 26, and I have interpreted that on previous episodes. So let's start with our first bonus aspect. This is an aspect that's not in the written forecast. On Tuesday, April 21st, we have the Sun square Saturn. That is the Sun at two degrees Taurus and Saturn at two degrees Aquarius. And Sun square Saturn can work different ways, depending on your consciousness uh, for many people who have not yet embodied their Saturn, which means you 're standing completely and fully in your own authority. No one can tell you what to do um, if you 're in that space, then Saturn can be like yay i 'll give you all kinds of power and endurance and productivity and efficiency and you this represented by the Sun can get all kinds of great things done. The square becomes the kind of the energy that drives you. Um, however, if you're not yet embodying your Saturn, if you still have, are giving others power over you and sometimes in certain stages in life, that's just how it is. Then sun square Saturn can be a little more challenging, like a roadblock, slowdown, things like that, uh, especially with the sun in Taurus, which is of uh, the slowest <laughs> sign of the Zodiac and tends to kind of just stick in its groove. Um, it can feel like a real plod sometimes if you're not fully embodying your Saturn yet in your life. So um, if you are kind of being slowed down, you've got a judgment call to make. Is, it, is this slowdown, this obstacle saying you're on the wrong track and you should do something different or is it saying you're on the right track and this is an obstacle you need to push past, get o- overcome in order to move forward on your path? And that can be tricky to figure out just using your intellect. Fortunately, there's something in this aspect pattern that gives you an intuitive hit because Saturn's in Aquarius. Aquarius is the sign that brings the intuitive flash, and thus I would turn inside and try to get some wisdom from your higher self that sent you here, saying, "Hey, what's the deal here? Is this to bust through this block, or is it time to shift gears?" And you know, you can logic it out if you want to, but I've found that intuition works way better. So those are some ways you can play with Sun-square Saturn. If I didn't say this already, tremendous endurance productivity, stick to possible if you're on good terms with your Saturn. Let's go to Wednesday, April 22nd, another bonus aspect, Pluto, Quintal, Chiron. Pluto is at 25, Capricorn, Chiron is at seven, Aries. So this is interesting. Uh, two slower planets making a magical aspect. Um, for starters, Pluto and Chiron are both about shadow work. So it could be that you're um, getting into a space where, whoa, I'm getting triggered, having some old emotional stuff come up. That would not be surprising at all with these two together. Um, However, the quintile is a magical fairy dust kind of connection that's connecting them. And the saying, even if that's happening, there could be an easy way to process through these things. If you already have a great shadow work tool that you can process with, go for it. Uh, If you'd like one, then I offer one freely on my website. Uh, It's called the Healing Invocation. And you can go to astroshaman.com. On the menu bar, the last word is invocations. If you click or tap that, it'll take you to a page with two post previews. The second one has an image of a crying woman. If you go into that one, that tells you about how you can actually delegate your healing work, whether it's physical, emotional, or whatever, to your higher self. You just relax and feel what's going on. And um, time and again, people have told me this can clear stuff really fast, even even if it's been dogging them for a long time. So it may sound too good to be true. All I know is I've been giving it out for nine years and it keeps working for folks. So give it a try if you're interested and if some shadow work is coming up with this Pluto Chiron Quintile. One other way this can play though is that Chiron is the mentor and the healer and not just the wounded part. And Pluto can be power and a lot of juice and energy behind something. So you can actually get a lot of inspiration about how to do better work as a mentor and healer yourself. Another beautiful way that Quintile can play. So now let's go to uh, one of our big events of the of the week and and the month. Frankly, it's a Taurus new moon, and I'm going to for you folks who are watching the video. I'm going to share screen so you can actually see. This is the first time I've ever done this on a forecast video for a week. So hang on a second while I make this happen. And those of you in the audio, just bear with me a sec. So share screen. Use that and there it is. Yay. So for those, for those of you on the video, for a while now, you're going to see not me, but the graphic. And just in case that's in the way, I'm going to move that. There we go. Okay. And I'm going to read the actual forecast from my phone because I can't see my computer screen anymore. <laughs> so here we go. What do you call a new moon that makes hard aspects to all the outer and social planets? This one, Handle With Care. This new moon lines up today on April 22nd at 10.26 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. It's at 3 degrees, 24 minutes Taurus. It's a great time for new beginnings or additional emphasis in all Taurus themes, which I detailed earlier last show on my April 19 forecast for the sun entering Taurus. I'll just kind of go off the top of my head here. So what can be Taurus themes that you can put new energy into? Taurus is, for starters, slow and steady. So anything you need to put like steady, persistent uh, slowly paced energy into, or just regularly paced. It's really good for that. Taurus is sensuality. It rules all five senses. So it's a great time to enjoy whatever you're seeing and hearing and smelling and tasting and touching. Great time for massages. Great time to get out in nature, which Taurus also rules. I'll be speaking a little more about that, but get out in the natural world. One of Taurus's mottos is, I'm not a human doing, I'm a human being. So slow down, stop, meditate, just lay in the grass and do nothing. You know, it's a great time just to be and get in touch with that. If you do all the time, like so many of us do, um, it can make us crazy. And you got to have some be time just to relax and exist. Taurus is also about resources, money, and possessions. So if there's any new energy you want to put into that, making money, getting more accumulation of stuff, then go for that. I will warn you, though, I'm 60, and I've learned that objects do not bring happiness. It is consciousness. And actually, there's been lots of studies who show that um, money spent on experiences, life-enriching experiences especially, people uh, tend to give Say that it gives greater lasting satisfaction than just buying something, no matter how shiny and new the object is. After a while, it loses its luster, and uh, you're on to the next shiny thing, and that can become a vicious cycle. Now, of course, some things are wonderful to have. I'm not, I'm not dissing possessions entirely, but just watch it. By the way, that was all improvisation and not in the written forecast. So those are Taurus themes. Let's go back to what I wrote. Uh, aspects. This is one of the most intensely aspected lunations of 2020. The Sun and Moon join Uranus, square Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto, and Pallas Athena, and semi-square Neptune. Wow. Let's start with Uranus, which is exactly 3 degrees from the luminaries and also in Taurus. It's easy to imagine radical Uranus and conservative Taurus pulling in different directions, but you can always find a way to make contrasting astrological energies play well together. One life-enhancing Uranus-Taurus possibility is to let Uranus set something new in motion with an intuitive flash, then make it a habit with Taurus's love of repetition. You could try a bold experimental approach in Taurian areas such as money and resources. For inspiration, listen to John Lennon's classic song Imagine, or read Charles Eisenstein's revelatory book Sacred Economics. You could try a different approach to experiencing nature when was the last time you tuned into the living energetic field of the natural world instead of only perceiving it physically why not give your physical senses some fresh stimulation by listening to some music you've never heard before or trying a new recipe or you could keep it simple and just work with the straight-up energy of uranus itself it has three basic life-affirming expressions first embrace your authentic human self quirks and all second follow your intuitive flashes which come direct from the higher self that created you and third serve others using your special talents that you most love to use The Sun and Moon are also squared. Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto. This is the badass trio who brought us the coronavirus. In a nutshell, hard aspects between Saturn and Pluto routinely coincide with the most challenging times in human history. Old structures and ways of life that have outlived their usefulness are destroyed or transformed, and Jupiter amplifies this intensity even more but this is not just an ending. It's a death and rebirth process. New structures and ways of being whose time has come always rise from the ashes, although it may take a while. Mahatma Gandhi famously said that we must be the change we wish to see in the world. What new structures does it serve highest good for you to create now? We'll get through this intensity with the greatest skill and ease if we're willing and able to face our shadow material individually and collectively. Earlier I mentioned my healing invocation. Great way to work on that. The darkness of the past must be faced and transmuted before we can fully embody the amazing new reality we're moving into. Now, this is only a superficial summary of the most important potentials of the Jupiter-Saturn-Pluto triple conjunction. For a deep dive into the high and low potentials of their combined energies, see my April 4th interpretation of the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction. I also weave Saturn into that interpretation. You can catch that on the written blog or on the podcast. I don't remember if I did a video on that. I probably did, so you can probably catch it there too. Okay, so continuing... The sun and moon are also square Pallas Athena, who is embedded with Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto. The warrior goddess can fight like a demon if she has to, but she prefers the subtler arts of strategy, negotiation, and diplomacy. Pallas can help amplify your abilities in these areas as you craft and implement your new moon goals and persuade others to partner with you to accomplish them. The Taurus new moon's final significant aspect is a semi-square to Neptune. Since this is a minor hard aspect, be careful not to fall into Neptune's lower expressions. These include substance abuse, aimless drifting, excessive escapism, and playing the victim in a relationship. Instead, cultivate Neptune's high potentials. These include spiritual awakening, inspired creativity, dream work, and living in flow state. Neptune connecting to Taurus also supports Embodied Awakening and Law of Attraction manifestation. There will be links in the show notes to my technique for Embodied Awakening and my post on Law of Attraction. This new moon Sabian symbol is the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Because of the coronavirus pandemic and its global effects, things are extraordinarily challenging right now. But this image reminds us that a great reward awaits us if we handle the situation skillfully. The greater the challenge, the greater the reward once it is mastered. So I'm going to take a sec now and stop the screen share. And I'm back on live video again. And now I'm going to get my text up so I can see it. All right, now all I have to do is scroll past all that stuff. Nope, oh, I'm done with that. Good. So we are now on Saturday, April 25th, and we now have a little bonus aspect before we get into our other major event of the week, which is Pluto retrograde. But first, Mercury square Pluto. And I'm just going to double check to make sure I'm in the right place. Absolutely, I am. So Mercury is at 25 Aries, and Pluto is at 25 Capricorn. So let's just take the planets, Mercury square Pluto, that can be really intense communication for good or ill. On the high side, uh, you can communicate with passion and intensity, and you can help bring transformation with your words or whatever you're communicating. Mercury is often associated with language, but it can also be videos or however whatever means you're using to get your message across. However, Mercury's in Aries, which can be also really impetuous and volatile and impatient and immature, and Mercury in Aries, where Pluto can also be really being abusive with your language or attacking with words. So I, I don't recommend you use it that way. That's a, I don't think that's a, most of my listeners would be really into that. So just try to use Mercury square Pluto to communicate things that are transformational. Of course, Mercury is also about learning. So you could, of course, you know, dive deep into learning. Pluto loves going deep and intense. So uh, any kind of uh, really intense learning, this will be good for about a week either side of the square. So great time for learning or communicating in a passionate, intense way. This brings us to our next big event, as I said, Pluto retrograde. He's turning retrograde here on April 25th at 2.54 PM, and he'll be at 24 degrees, 59 minutes Capricorn, pretty much 25. He'll turn direct again on October 4th at 22 degrees, 29 minutes Capricorn. Now, planetary retrogrades are great for planning and reflection, but outer planet retrogrades last around five months. That's way too long to stop doing everything associated with a planet. Still, We can't take the days around a slower, I'm sorry, still we can take the days around a slower planet during retrograde for appropriate contemplation. One of Pluto's main themes is death and rebirth. It's like the phoenix burning to ash, then resurrecting out of the flames. It's like the snake shedding its skin. It's like the caterpillar melting down to goo in its chrysalis, then emerging as a gorgeous butterfly. So what is dying in your life, right now. For many of us, aspects of our lives will be permanently transformed by the coronavirus crisis. If you're staying at home with extra time on your hands, take some time for reflection. Have you been engaged in a job, relationship, or other commitment that does not feed your soul? This is an ideal time to imagine a new and better reality when you can stride into with excitement and enthusiasm. Pluto also rules shadow work, embracing and working consciously with the disturbing parts of your psyche. What attitudes, habits, and emotional wounds are blocking your happiness and stopping the fulfillment of your dreams? Some people are afraid that it will take a lot of energy to do psychological self-work, but it actually takes a lot more energy over a much longer period of time to keep pushing your shadow material back into the depths. And the greatest amount of suffering often comes not from the emotional wound itself, but from the huge amount of effort it takes to keep sweeping it under the rug. And as I mentioned earlier, many have found my healing invocation effective for shadow work. Pluto also represents wealth and power. We often associate wealth with money, but wealth is actually anything that you value, tangible or intangible. Pluto retrograde is a great time to clarify how do you define wealth? Is it money, time to pursue your passions, deepening a relationship, holding a certain state of consciousness, playtime with your child? Regarding power, there's two basic types. Power over involves domination and control. Power with involves sharing power freely with others and is easiest when you've tapped into the unlimited wellspring of your own divine power. Now, a planet's potency is extra strong as it changes directions. As Pluto stations retrograde near 25 degrees Capricorn, it will beam its energy strongly to all natal points between 22 degrees and 28 degrees in any cardinal sign. These include Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. Transiting planets work first and foremost for your higher self. Are the areas of your life represented by the natal points in this range aligned with your soul purpose? If so, Pluto will shower them with wealth and power so you can take them to the next level. If not, he'll bring challenge so that you can transform or release that area of life, or he may take matters into his own hands. You can learn more about the areas in your chart being lit up by Pluto Retrograde by doing an Astrology Plus session with me. Just go to astroshaman.com. Services on the menu bar. Astrology Plus is the first pull down. We got another day here. Sunday, April 26th. We have two events and these will be our final events of this week's forecast. We got first Mercury squared Jupiter. Mercury is at 27 Aries. Jupiter is at 27 Capricorn. I'd round to the nearest degree in these uh, verbal forecasts. So Mercury squared Jupiter. Look at it. The two communicator planets. Mercury is the teacher. Jupiter is the professor, the philosopher, the guru, the wisdom giver. Mercury is in Aries, which is very you know proactive and likes to get a lot of energy going. So if you've got something to teach, share with the world, this is a great energy under which to do it. Uh, it also can be great for learning. I, I mentioned these, these possibilities in my earlier Mercury interpretation earlier in this forecast, Mercury's learning and Jupiter can amplify it. Basically Jupiter is going to amplify whatever you choose to do with that Mercury. So if you want to broadcast information, you can do it at with great power. And if you're learning, you can really learn intensively. So, uh, I believe earlier we saw Mercury with Pluto and, uh, And Forgive me if I misremembering that. Mercury is definitely hooking up with Pluto in a couple of days if he hasn't done it already, but um, basically it's a great time to be sharing information or learning. Either way you want to go with that. The other aspect is a Sun-Uranus conjunction at 7 Taurus. So uh, Sun-Uranus, basically I talked about the Uranus archetype earlier, so basically the Sun is going to be just you. So it's basically saying either be your authentic self, fly your freak flag, at least uh, be honest with yourself about who and what you are, however unique or different that may be. Embrace that and show it to the world as much as you can. You know, some people like me can just fly my freak flag all the way and not worry about it. And others are in environments where that might have serious negative consequences. So just just be mindful of how much of my real self do I want to show the world and uh, make your judgments accordingly. The second way Uranus works well is the intuitive hits, which again are just downloads from your higher self. And uh, every time I check with clients, and I've done this hundreds of times over a month, the years I've been an astrologer, uh, do things go better when you follow that intuitive hit or when you don't? Every single time they tell me things go better when I follow the intuitive hit, when I just know it in my bones, when I know it in my gut. And that's your higher self giving you a hint. You can trust it because it's the very thing that created you and it knows why you're here. And most of us don't at the human level. Finally, Uranus is about serving others with the special gifts you most love to use. So um, basically, Uranus and Taurus together, because they're both in Taurus, but it's Uranus. It's saying, okay, my recommendation of using these well is get the intuitive hit from Uranus and then use that Taurus energy to just put it in play and go and go and go and be real consistent with it, whatever the new thing is. Okay, so that's the forecast, but let's now, I've got an announcement for you. Everyone's welcome to t- participate in most of my Awakening Plus calls for free. Awakening Plus is my online spiritual membership, but uh, like I say, the, the calls, many of them are open to the public, whether you're a, a member or not, and it's all free. Here are April's remaining online events. They're all on Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern. On April 20th, we're doing individual healings. And in a nutshell, that's where one person's in the hot seat, so to speak. And everyone who's on the call, including those who listen to the recording afterward who are members of Awakening Plus, are going to focus healing energy to that person. And whoever's in the hot seats can receive a tremendous amount of healing. And this is based on Lynn McTaggart's Power of Eight protocol. And amazingly, it often happens that those who are sending the healing get even more healing and benefit than the one in the center. This is a real great example of as you give, so you receive. It works every time in this process. So if you get on that call, even if you're not the one receiving healing specifically, uh, I've heard numerous reports when I do this kind of call that the senders get all kinds of benefit too. Then on April 27th, you can join Spirit Song to experience your limitless self and support the global awakening. So that's what we're doing here. Here's how Spirit Song describes this uplifting opportunity. She says, would you like to experience profound awareness of your limitless self? Would you like to use that awareness to help facilitate the shift that we're all going through as a global family and create more healing grace and ease for all? I invite you to come into a space of purest love and light, where you'll connect to the unique essence that you are. Assisted by the beautiful presence of angels, spiritual guides, and allies, you'll experience a deepened state of clear, relaxed connection to higher consciousness and transformational bliss. In this receptive state of non-resistance, you'll immerse into the blissful harmony within. You'll be blessed with the unique healing and awakening that supports your highest good. Then we'll bathe Pachamama, our earth mother, with that highly activated love and light, as well as all the living beings within, on, and around her. As we serve together as one, we'll help accelerate our collective movement together. We'll help create a way of being, a flow of creative expression that enhances life in all forms. And... We'll also invoke this moment's unique planetary energies to increase the power of our connection. Pluto, agent of transformation, will have just turned retrograde. He's part of that Jupiter-Saturn-Pluto triple conjunction that's rocking our world through 2020. How lucky we are to be doing this sacred work at such a potent time of change. So that's what she wrote. We do use Zoom for our live calls. There's See the link in the show note for details. Awakening Plus features at least three live streaming events each month. We've been doing a lot more lately. Most are open to everyone for free. The archive of over 225 transformative events, as well as accountability partners, and the forum are available to Awakening Plus members, and membership is very affordable. You can learn more at awakeningplus.com. Thank you for being here. Once again, I'm Benjamin Bernstein with astroshaman.com. I can serve you with astrology readings, shamanic healing, awakening activation, astrological event timing, and one-of-a-kind life coaching. All my one-on-one services are equally effective in person or long distance. And during the coronavirus pandemic, I have dropped my rates significantly because so many people are experiencing financial hardship and I want you to be able to work with me. I also offer an unbeatable price on Solar Fire, the number one astrology software for Windows. And as I mentioned, I run the Awakening Plus online membership for spiritual support. You can learn more about all this at astroshaman.com. So uh, there's also links in the show notes to all this. To see them, go to astroshaman.com slash 530. Again, astroshaman.com slash 530. Please reach out if you have any questions. My email is info at astroshaman.com. My number for voice and text is 828-338-9852 in the United States. I'd love to connect with you. We are wrapping up this episode. Please rate this wherever you are hearing or watching it so that others like you can find it. This Week in Astrology is honored to be chosen as one of the internet's top 10 astrology podcasts. Check out our website where you can hear the show and subscribe to podcast updates. You can also do a single sign-up for two great opportunities, chances to win a free consultation, and have your chart interpreted on the show. Go to thisweekinastrology.com. From there, you'll be redirected to the This Week in Astrology area of astroshaman.com. Whatever your sun sign may be, my forecast can help you make the best use of the current astrological energies. All dates and times are in the U.S. Eastern time zone. Events are most powerful on the dates listed, but their influence will be active for at least a week before and after. Everyone's affected by these global transits, but you'll be most powerfully impacted when moving planets activate sensitive points in your natal chart. Discover how these transits will personally affect you by booking a session with me. And again, Astroshaman.com services. <clears throat> Use Astrology Plus on the pull down. Thank you again for spending this time with me. Stay safe, stay healthy. I wish you infinite blessings as the stars light your way.